Welcome to Life, Love, and Lessons, a safe space where we do all things with love and opulence. This podcast is for men and women of all ethnicities, experiences, opinions, life paths, and professional or rough backgrounds who are somehow involved in the space of dating or relationships, whether it's online or in person, or simply interested in love, spirituality, living the good life, learning, or just here to be inspired, entertained, intrigued, or in tune with life's personal pleasures. Listen intently, open your mind, and vibe. Welcome back to Life, Love, and Lessons. I'm your host, Alante Anise, and today's topic is special for three reasons. One, it's the last episode, solo episode, for a while, unless in session is requested, of course. Number two, it's the prerequisite for our love series, where I'll be interviewing people about their dating love, or single journey here on the show. And I don't think I can be more excited for these conversations. I don't know about y'all. And the third reason is because it's valuable to the core of what this show is about. Love, self-awareness, personal development, navigating life, learning, and being intrigued. Compromising is a lesson from beginning to end. It sits at the same table alongside communication. And to be honest, it's really why friendship and relationships fail. Long story short, I don't like how you operate or how you think or how you prefer things to be done or what you did or didn't do. So I'm going to dis- dismiss myself from this situation so I can only have to deal with things from my perspective or like-minded individuals or like-built people that also do things my way because I'm not here for compromising. That's how you appear to be when you don't compromise for a friendship or a relationship. The wisdom that life has so graciously graciously made available over time is that compromise has two different meanings depending on your level of perception. The noun, the positive perspective is simple. You reach an agreement with someone or something by being able to listen, understand, and see both sides of the situation or the circumstances and agree that something is acceptable based on such situations or circumstances. Also known as, okay, I'll allow that. Or I can deal with that. Or it's not what I'm used to, but it's not that bad. I can adjust. It won't bother me too much. I love you. Or, I love this that much, so much that 
whatever I initially didn't allow or didn't allow myself to understand or accept, I'm accepting it right now for you. I'm willing and ready to compromise for you. And then the other way to look at this, the verb, the way I've been looking at compromise, majority of my good life, to compromise is to accept standards lower than desirable. Simply put, settling for less than what you desire or know you deserve for whatever reason of your choosing, but in most cases, mere assumption on my end, this type of compromising stems from an insecurity like mental health or insecure attachment. To be honest, because that's what we do here, because you know I never lie to you, I've only ever been able to understand the verb. Well, let me put it this way. I understand the noun. I just refuse to extend that kind of love to a stranger. Young me. No, I don't have to accept that. I have family that I compromise with in these areas and that's enough. I'm not going to allow it in my intimate relationships because I'm not trying to marry someone who reminds me of my family or, better explained, someone who makes me feel like I need a vacation from them or will never be understood or equally yoked. So I made a list. Dear God, send me a man from heaven who comes with these qualities, these characteristics, This body type, this height, this choice of style, this skin tone, this form of hair grooming, this lifestyle, this type of background and education with these interests, these values and these beliefs. Oh, and make sure his personality is like this and he treats me as good or better than I treat myself. And by the way. I made this list when I was like 12 or 13 years old and put it in my Bible for safekeeping. I kid you not. All I did was observe and study the people and relationships around me. I was a child, but I was very mature and what they called back then, wise beyond my years. So I would look at the relationships around me and if I saw someone lacking any specific quality or characteristic that I noticed in a relationship, I would put that on my list of things I needed my partner to have. If I saw a person or relationship that exhibited qualities or features or special interests that I love, I made sure to put that on my list. And luckily for me, I was raised by the village, so there was a lot of observing going on, and the list grew and grew. Things I don't want, things I won't accept, and things I need and must have. It was never ending. And if you remember, I was in a relationship with one man for seven years. And when that relationship ended, 
I do what I always do at the end of a relationship. I asked how I could improve myself to be better in the next relationship. I know I did a lot right, and I was the one who ended the relationship, but I am not lost on the fact that I wasn't perfect and had some part in why the relationship ended to begin with. And he said two things. I needed more patience and that I did not compromise. And needed to work on that. And guess what? <laughs> I was like, okay, I agree. You're absolutely right. Let me pray for patience. Dot, dot, dot. I didn't care about the lack of compromising at that time. I was like, I'm not settling for less than what I know I deserve. Period. Then I don't know what really happened or if a number of different conversations had to be had or things or events that inspired me to look more into this word, compromise. I can remember one conversation in particular throughout these last few years that I was having conversation with, you know, married people and they were telling me that I needed to compromise. That was my problem. And I was just like, mm, no, nah, I think I'm good. <laughs> like, I don't really want to compromise because what good is that going to do? Apologies. Maybe it was time. Maybe it's the alarm for my conscience or my morals. But I've finally seen that I have a lot of friends who are older and married or just simply in relationships. Meanwhile, I'm so single. I use charities and nonprofit organizations as my beneficiaries if something happens to me. A few nonprofits will be blessed. Naturally, everyone wonders why I'm single. After a while, they learn me, and they know exactly why I'm single. I've never been one to compromise, not in romance. Now, from my young perspective, either you come all the way ready, whole, with everything I desire and know I deserve, or I'll gracefully stay single. And that's been my life. And let me explain. Every single thing I ask for from a partner, I come with. And the things that didn't come to me naturally or that I wasn't born or raised with, I worked hard with my maker to be sure I could acquire these qualities or attractive traits and adopt as part of my being as I age. Example, one of the things on my list for my man was nice, white, Straight teeth accompanied by a beautiful smile. Now listen, I've always had a beautiful smile and nice teeth. But I did have the unfortunate experience of my wisdom teeth growing in very, very early when I was a child. And I remember the doctor or dentist saying to my mom, she's going to need braces because... 
Her wisdom teeth are growing in very early and she's going to um, have some crowding going on in her her front teeth. And my mom says she can take care of that when she gets older. And she stuck true to her word <laughs> and did not do anything for my teeth. And so that's something I had to deal with in my adult life. I had to pay $5,000 out of pocket to fix one straight tooth. I'm sorry, one cricket tooth to make it straight. And I did this not because it was an insecurity that bothered me or because my smile was messed up because of this one crooked tooth or it was hindering me from anything in my life. I did it because I had straight teeth on my list of things I, I required from a man, yet I had this one crooked tooth. And I was like, that's just not fair. Alante, go get that tooth fixed. And so I did. Another thing, I need this man to be fit, active, healthy, have abs, have a strong back, and come with healthy habits because that's just the type of friend and companion I want alongside me because I'm getting older, not younger, and I want to live a long life and, you know, have kids and be able to be there for our kids and our grandkids and their grandkids. And I just think it's right, you know, to be healthy, if not for me, for generations to come. And so, um, honestly, I was a thick little girl. <laughs> My nickname, one of them, was Pleasantly Plump as a child. I had thighs. I had big boobs. I was kind of wide. I was never fat. I was just always really thick as a kid. Well, not always. I would say starting at age eight, you know, when the development started and puberty and all of those things. And I was thick all up until college because in college I was like you know what let me take responsibility let me hold myself accountable let me get healthy I have a type this strong fit healthy man who am I to want this from a man and I can't provide this for a man so let me get myself together right so I committed to this healthy lifestyle, became active all the time, stayed in the gym. I lift my weights, keep my body in shape and stick to the plan. Right? I have to work for this body. And there were many other things on the list. Good communication skills, a good listener, thoughtfulness, great sex, be doing what he's passionate about already when he meets me have a plan, have goals. The list goes on and on, and I wish I had time to break it all down for you. I do think that it will all unfold during the love series, or at least I hope it does. But moving on, financially stable has always been on the list. Along with having a home, his own space, being free, also known as not held back by any baggage, and quite frankly, you know the story. Here I am, 
currently in the hardest space to be in financially. Just getting back settled into my own space, held back by the extra 20 pounds this year has gave me the IRS and credit card debt, and I couldn't be more ready for love as I am now. However, I'm in a situation. I feel like Erica Badu. <laughs> but I'm in a situation. And truth be told, I call it. I need to get my shit together. Life happened and my shit just fell apart. And here we are. Labor Day 2020. And I need to put the pieces back together again. And still, love is radiating. I've always been upfront, honest about who I am and what I like and don't like. So me being me, I was honest with myself and said, Alante, you're not in the space to be dating. You can't provide everything you're asking for. So fall back. It's only temporary. You'll get back to your normal and be even better than before. And so... I think I'm off the scene. I start meeting men and naturally, transparently, I say, we can be friends. I'm not really in the space to be dating. Um, I need to get my life together. Pay attention. Love said, you don't have to have your life together to date me. I don't care about you being homeless. You can stay with me. I'm not worried about your money. I got you if you're willing to allow it. I know you'll get it back soon. Don't worry. I got us. And it's okay you gain a little weight. You still look good. And I know you'll get back to your comfort weight whenever you're ready. And it finally made sense to me. My life needed to fall apart. I needed to lose my mind, experience depression, gain weight rapidly, be without a home, a job, money, travel plans, and be uncomfortable for me to really get it, for me to really step into this love realm. Of being all love, all accepting, all open, readily available. I needed to go through this. God said, my child, let me show you something. And I see all these men compromising for me. And my heart expanded. And guess what? The list is no longer in existence. I have released expectations. There's no more of that. I have allowed love to overflow and I'm committed to being open. And I do still have a type. And I like what I like. And I want what I want, which is always what I wanted. Absolutely. The difference is, now I'm not dismissing men at first sign of him not being that 
or possessing a certain characteristics or quality. What does that look like exactly? I, the one against all compromise, started compromising. It looks like me being accepting of men who aren't already fit, healthy, and in shape. As long as they have goals and make conscious efforts to get there, I can understand not being there right now. Now, I'm not rejecting a man immediately just because he wasn't thoughtful enough to text me before he went to sleep or thoughtful enough to offer to massage my feet after I expressed my feet were hurting me all week or thoughtful enough to remember he said he was going to do this or get that and then failed. Now, I'm making sure I communicate my needs and give a man time to learn and adjust if I'm someone he's interested in, of course. I'm doing more with love, choosing love, sticking to love, And compromise is now the noun version. It requires another level of love and understanding. There are non-negotiating or non-negotiable situations that will not be tolerated and those will remain true. But we will not get so stuck on the list and those non-negotiables and expect every man to measure up to every detail of every need or want that we've ever dreamed up because we might be imagining perfection. And the fact is, we are human. Nobody is perfect. We all make mistakes. We fall off. We forget. We fail to prioritize sometimes. We lack certain things or we don't all grow at the same pace or evolve on the same level at the same time. And it's okay. You. I, we, all still are deserving of love and shouldn't be judged, dismissed, or banned from love over a temporary setback. Compromise. Be patient. Choose love. I wonder if my ex is listening and if he's wondering to himself, it took you, how many years has it been? Like it took you seven years to finally be able to compromise after I told you seven years ago that that was your problem. Like, you know, don't, you know what? Listen, hey, (laughs) at least I did figure it out. At least I now understand or I'm now willing to adapt to that other way of compromising, right? It's not always you just settling for less than what you deserve. Sometimes you're able to just meet people where they're at and respect that and understand that and still love them right there because your love is unwavering. Your love is unconditional. Your love is true. Your love is trustworthy and they are deserving. This was an episode that I did very little explaining very little detail and if you if you really understand me you can read between the lines and kind of make sense of things and put pieces together and kind of see how my life has been 
one way, so put together for so long, and I've been operating one way for so long, and I really, really, really emphasize to God, to the universe that like, I'm ready for love. And then the universe was like, okay, you know, but there's some growth still. You're not really ready yet. So let me show you some things so that I can get you really ready for this love that you say you're ready for. And so here we are. And I'm learning to love deeper and deeper and deeper. So while I get my shit together and I'm learning how to love deeper and we're getting ready for the love series, please follow us on Instagram at Life Love in Lessons. Comment, subscribe, review, and share. And as always, Stay beautiful. Until next time. With love. With love, gratitude, and opulence, I thank you so much for your time, your ears, and your mind. Please send any topic suggestions via Instagram, email, and or reviews. Check the show notes for details. Share more love by recommending this podcast and or hitting subscribe. Peace and blessings. Until next time.